Science Energy with the Holistic Health Hotline. I'm sorry it's taken so long. We got inundated and overwhelmed by so many things. Um, I'm not even going to tell you about them all. <laughs> um, I'm sure most of you are overwhelmed by things sometimes, but I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Lori's gone this week. She's up in New York. She's a brand new grandmother. Uh, December 30th had a new grandson, and that adds to the work that's still here and Elsa was gone. It's her birthday today. She's 67 years old and she's from New Orleans so and uh, she's gone so and has been gone so that's headed to the work to here and my daughter was down and um, I told you about that last time with that horrendous travel schedule and that headed to the work here and we're trying to get all the classes and <laughs> and um, uh, new pages, et cetera, up on the website, and of course, that's when the computers decide to do their thing and the media goes down and um, we're on cable, so when the cable goes down, everything goes down, and that has added to the work here. And then we have people who, of course, are struggling to stay healthy and well, even though today it's sunny and 78 degrees here on January 5th. That's not bad. Uh, some of you have been freezing, freezing, freezing. So I just want to give you a few, this is like a potpourri today, to give you a few ideas um, how to survive the next few weeks and then uh, and and throw in a couple of um, predictions along the way. You are going to see those things happen. Uh, last podcast I told you about volcanic activity and wasn't it interesting that we had so much pre-volcanic activity out west and uh, scientists are fearful that volcanoes that are active beneath the surface may become active. Well, I, I was there the day before. So believe in these predictions because nature tells us everything and my elders tell me a lot more and um and we're seeing just massive massive signs from nature that things are churning and uh um if you think the flooding last year was bad the flooding this year will be worse and if you think the hurricanes last year were horrific um watch around uh the middle of summer for some devastating hurricanes and, and hurricanes in places that you don't expect them. So if you're out west in, in Nevada or Arizona, California, in those areas, you may see hurricanes come up from the uh, Pacific and cross over into your area. And of course, out in the desert areas when you have uh, hurricane force winds and, and rainfall, you have massive, massive flooding and, and lots of things that go on, um, mudslides and and uh, damage. But that's all coming, and I, I know I give you the the uh, up and up way too ahead of time, but um, I also want to talk about John Travolta's son. I, I uh, you know, John Travolta's a funny guy, and I, but I've always been a fan of his because I, I grew up with him dancing and and with him on uh, on uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, and so I've watched him grow up, and uh, you know, he seems like he's at least a good guy, if if nothing else. And Kelly Preston, of course, is a sweetie. And they had a child, Jet, who died of um, of complications after a fall. And we don't know if it's from him hitting his head on the bathtub or uh, from a heart attack prior to or a stroke or something, or an aneurysm that burst prior to falling. They'll find that out during the autopsy. But what you need to know is that he was considered autistic, number one, and, and he they say he suffers from something called Kawasaki's disease. Now, Kawasaki is Japanese, and it was actually um, named in Japan 
because people were developing these immune deficiencies that incorporated the mouth and the skin and the brain and and uh, all they could figure out over so far actually in Japan was that it was people who were cleaning their carpets that were their family members or they were getting this dreaded disease that, that eventually can kill you. Um, and they found an agent within the carpet cleaning uh, chemicals that they believed caused this breakdown in the cellular structure of, of uh, the immune system and the nervous system, et cetera. <clears throat> I can't remember the name of it, but it doesn't matter because you won't remember it either. The important thing is, is that <clears throat> we're talking about Japan, number one. Now, we all know about Nagasaki and Hiroshima in World War II, and that, and that was, what, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, excuse me. Um, and uh, what happened when they dropped the nuclear bombs, okay? Now, obviously, a lot of people were killed, and a lot of people were um, maimed and and hurt, And uh, but so was the land. And what happened to all that radioactivity is it went into the land. Now, after the land cleared, you know, everybody went out with their Geiger counters and said, okay, it's safe now. There's no um, radioactive activity. But they didn't go 100 or 500 feet beneath the surface and check for radioactivity because you would expect to find it, first of all. And second of all, they just didn't do it. And, and beneath that surface, of course, is where all the water aquifers are and um, where all the water comes from that people drink and bathe in. So... <clears throat> Yes, you add the chemicals that were in whoever were cleaning their carpets, but they were using the water to do it. They were cleaning carpets with water, not just the chemicals. So they're, here they are trying to find this chemical um, that would cause this disease when it's actually a radioactive factor within the water. <clears throat> now we have the same problem with children, and it's not, it's, it's not common in the United States. It's fairly rare, but it's going to become more common as are many other diseases, in the United States, uh, where John Travolta's son is born with this disease and <clears throat> um, suffered with it for 16 years with, with uh, you know, all kinds of things happening to him. And it's, it's, a, it's a depressed and immune system that, that is really out of whack. And, uh, and, of course, he's supposed to be on medications. And John Travolta is a smart guy. And he's like, no, you know, why am I going to fill him full of a million other chemicals to stop this chemical reaction. So he, he did certain things and not other things. And now they're going to attack him for that because he would rather do some alternative things and, um, and try to change things with, with diet and, and love um, rather than chemicals. So, of course, he's in the spotlight, and you're going to hear things about this over the next several days about how another doctor is going to come in and investigate and, and what they're going to find in the autopsy and how he's going to be probably accused of not following Western medical protocol completely and 100%, therefore he's the cause. And what a terrible thing to do to a parent who has just lost a 16-year-old child, uh, both of them. And, um, and then, of course, the terrible thing to do to someone who has a belief system that says to them, just like I do, um, if my child is sick, don't give them more to make them sicker. Give them the least that you can. I mean, you're physicians, but physicians are really just surgeons. They're really, they're not supposed to be doing anything else with surgery. That's what physicians originally were. They were out there to put back, uh, put arms back on and legs back on and cut them off and do all that stuff after wars. That's what physicians were. There were no physicians other than that. Um, the, the physicians to the Egyptians they used to just be astrologers. They weren't anybody, they, they weren't people who, 
who uh, diagnosed and treated with pharmaceuticals, um, anyone, what they did is they went to the emperor and said, the stars say that it is a good time to go to war, or the stars say that people love you. Um, and, uh, and they were asked en masse for advice during different campaigns and different challenges and, and decision-making times. But they weren't, they weren't out there, you know, uh, looking at blood work and, and saying, okay, you're going to take these 20 pills and, and this many uh, chemicals to make you better since you have a chemical imbalance to begin with. So um, John Travolta is probably on my wavelength somewhere. <clears throat> And when you're old child, you, you still, you know, when your kids are sick, no matter how much you believe in holistic health or your way of thinking or whatever it is, you, you panic and you get a little scared and you do some of the things that other people tell you to do, like doctors and nurses, and, because you hope that maybe their professionalism and their experience is the answer, or at least part of the answer. Um, but you don't usually do it all. I mean, I have had, I, I have brought up children and I've, been at that point where I couldn't trust myself anymore because they seemed to be suffering or getting worse and then and then really had to call on my faith. Um, that's not Christian science. Science. It's not um, anything except uh, a faith-driven, earth-medicine, Native American way of thinking. And looking at the whole person and saying, I know that they're, they're suffering, but they were suffering before. And they were suffering for a long time. And, well, I had a um, daughter who... Uh, contracted parasites, um, but we didn't know it was parasites because she also had yeast, and, and most kids do have yeast. As a matter of fact, most adults nowadays in the United States have yeast problems, which is like sticky bread dough that, that, that hears, or helps, to, helps bacteria and germs and viruses and funguses and molds and parasites to adhere to tissue within your body. Very sticky stuff, just like bread dough. And um, Anyway, so she was going through all kinds of symptomatic things. And, of course, the doctors wanted to just fill her with antibiotics every six weeks. And uh, that just adds to the yeast. It just builds up more yeast. And I, I searched for answers and searched for answers and searched for answers and, and asked for answers and, um, and couldn't get them. And this poor little child would sometimes end up in the bathroom, you know, throwing up and diarrhea, throwing up and diarrhea, throwing up and diarrhea, and, uh, and never quite well. Until I realized that it was parasitic, and we went after the parasites, and it took some time to get rid of those parasites, believe me. And uh, and I thought she was getting better, and then one night out of nowhere, she was in the bathroom, and she just screamed at me. She was, I don't know, maybe three or four, maybe four, I don't remember, but just screamed at me, and she's sick again. I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. And, and I, it was a test of my faith, because right away I just wanted to say, none of this works, and I need to get her something that's going to make her better. Instead, I, I went down to the floor and I took her hand and, and I knew at that instance that what she had done has gone full circle, that she had untwisted the whole chemistry and imbalance that had gone on and that this was the final episode and it was going to be the worst one because it was back at the beginning. That's very homeopathic in nature to think that way. Uh, homeopathy will look at untangling the web and going back to the beginning. Um, and sometimes you have to suffer again with some of the things that you suffered to get to where you are today. Well, I knew it, and I looked her in the eye, and I said, this is the last time. This is the very last time you're going to be sick. We're, this is it. We're done with it after this. And part of it is that firmness in saying that, but, but the real truth was is that I knew she was at the end of that cycle, and, and she has never been sick since, and that's, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago. <clears throat>
um, or more. So she's never been sick since. It was the very last episode. We got rid of it. Um, but when it is your own child, you do start questioning. And I'm sure um, John Travolta has questioned himself and is and will for some time about anything he did or didn't do um, with his son, and uh, as we all would if, if we lost a child. But Kawasaki, um, I would, if I were Japan, be looking at their water supplies very, very deeply and, and know that wherever there is Kawasaki cluster in the United States, it should probably have a lot of the same nuclear dump, load, dump sites um, very close to where people have lived. And... Uh, or are living where these clusters are popping up and you will see radioactivity within the water and unfortunately Mother Nature just can't clear it all and clean it all. Um, and, and they're going to see that first. They're going to see that those radioactive metals within the person's body. And that's a, it's a heavy metal problem. It's a radioactive heavy metal problem. And um, because they've been treated, whether they're children or adults, with Western medicine protocols of, of drugs and, and more drugs and more drugs and more drugs, they're, they're very acidic in nature. And uh, their bodies... Um, have acquired yeast and other things to just hold on to these metals like magnets. And uh and so they don't get better. They stabilize a little bit with some of these excuse me, with some of these drugs, but they don't get better. Um they never get cured because they're not getting at the cause. They you know, take your pills with your water and and go take a shower in your water and do all that stuff. And um who knows if when he was taking a shower, they, they have a home in Florida but they also live in, in California and um, and travel a lot and they were in the Bahamas when this happened. Uh so he was in the shower in the Bahamas. Bahamas have gone through wicked hurricane weather in the last um two years and who knows where their water supply is coming from. I have no clue. And and don't know where the original source of that water is. So he hops in the shower and um, we have no idea how much acid is in that water or radioactivity is in that water or other chemicals are in that water that go into your skin and are absorbed by your skin in less than 10 seconds with every shower. And so here he is. He's already in an unstable state of being. Um, happy kid, good-looking kid, nice kid. Um, steps in the shower and boom, the water hits him and, and whatever time period afterwards, whether it's 10 seconds or a minute or five minutes, he either has a seizure or uh, has a heart attack or has a, a, a stroke or whatever it is and falls and hits his head and, and that does it and he's dead. Um, one of the predictions for the next three years, but for, really for the next year and, and for every day, and I, you hear me say it all the time, but people will not take it seriously. One of the predictions is, is that you will see massive cluster diseases all over the United States, all over the world because of our water. This planet is 70 to 80 percent water. It lives with water. It lives on water. Our brains are 80% water. Our bodies are 70 to 80% water. And if that water is 90% polluted, I don't care where it is, if it's in your body or in your pipes or in the land or in the airplane or um, in the squirt gun, I don't care where it is. If that water is 90% polluted, it will cause damage and it will be permanent because the pollution levels have gotten to the point of, of no return of you know high radioactivity and um and heavy metals and uh and so much synthetic crap you know fluoride if you read my books you know this um fluoride is supposed to protect your teeth which is a lie is a byproduct of aluminum manufacturing which gained um 
popularity and growth during World War II uh, up near the uh, in Tennessee, near the te where the Tennessee Valley Authority is, where they they dam up the rivers and and um, uh, allow for the manufacturing plants to be in those areas. And of course, then once they dam up the rivers, there's also runoff, and that runoff goes into the southern states and out into the Gulf of Mexico and gets turned around and thrown everywhere and up into New York. It doesn't matter. But the main thing is is that they they had this. Um, a lot of airplane manufacturing going on, and airplanes were being made out of aluminum. And a byproduct of aluminum is is uh, fluoride. And so now, what do you do with this? You can't dump it because you're going to get you're going to get charged by the federal government for dumping a toxic waste material, and there was nowhere to dump it. So what they did is they developed a system to prove to Americans and others um, around the world that fluoride helped prevent tooth decay. <laughs> so. Um, all the toothpastes were being made with fluoride, and you had fluoride treatments at the dental office, and you had commercials, you know, you brush your teeth with Pepsodent, and you went to where the yellow went, and, and all this stuff that appealed to our our vanity. Um, and then to fears, as you went to the dentist and were told that if you didn't take your fluoride tablets that you would have a mouthful of cavities and lose all your teeth. Um, well, we didn't do fluoride, and I can tell you, let's see, my older brother is, um, is he 60-something, and he's never had a cavity yet. And can you say that about all of your kids and yourself who went and had the fluoride treatment? So fluoride is a lie. It actually uh, does things to your brain. And um, anyway, it's a byproduct of aluminum, and it, and it flowed out into all of the aquifers, and people were being fluoridated and, and living in fluoridated pools. And it does kill bacteria because it has a tendency to kill living organisms. So um, uh, bacteria is a living organism that lives in water, and so you see fluoride pools. And I had somebody actually do a, uh, a mini-review of, of one of my books on Amazon and say, well, it was idealistic to think they were never going to swim in a, in a pool again because of, of chlorine and fluoride. And and, uh, and I said, well, no, it's not idealistic at all. What you do is you petition your local governments who are doing the, the, uh, the city pools, and you petition your local governments who, who are in charge of the water authorities, and you make sure that they're not using chlorine or fluoride in, in, in your water systems. They can use other things that are more natural like um, saltwater pools and bromide and, and um, other things that will, even essential oils. Uh, uh, we use essential oil. We put like three drops of thieves in the filtering system of the hot tub and you'll never see any bacteria or algae or funguses or anything in that hot tub. Of course, we use pure water to begin with That's that's been... Um, filtered the way it's supposed to be, but but um, we also put we'll use these uh, we'll diffuse essential oils in the house, and we had uh, a friend of ours mother works with ductwork, and and the house is only three years old, but we but we live in a place where there are you know high winds and hurricanes and stuff, and so you never know what's going to be in your ductwork, and of course we have high humidity, and we use our air conditioning and our heat all year long one way or the other, um, very seldom just open the windows and let the air in, which I do in my office because I'm, I'm in a different area of the house. Um, I actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten double, uh, double wide, three-tiered high windows with screens so I can, so I can sit outside if I want. 
Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, because we have that kind of duct work and that kind of thing going on, and we have clients who come in here who have all kinds of diseases and, and wear synthetic clothes and all that stuff, we, we, we want to check the duct work. And they have sophisticated tools to, to check for all kinds of things. But we diffuse with Thieves oil and purification oil, and um, which you can barely smell, but you can because it makes the house not smell at all. Um, but there was nothing in our ductwork, absolutely nothing, because we put a couple drops of these oils in the diffuser, you know, a couple times a week and diffuse it through the house. And and then we said, okay, so we do it in the cars, because, you know, you're driving in your car and you're using your heater if you're up north and you're using your air conditioner if you're down south and you've got this, these two little flimsy... Um, air filters that are supposedly protecting you from particulate dust and, and things like that, other pollution in the air, but it's not protecting you from anything that's going on within the car or that's coming in through those filters that gets by them. And a lot of people use the internal recycle button in the car to recycle the air that's already in there. Well, the only time you should do that is if you have made sure that you've cleaned the air that's in the car. Then you should recycle it so you're not dealing with the outside air all the time. Um, and the way you can do that is you put some essential oil on a cotton ball or whatever and put it right in your, your little vents that are um, pointing in all directions. And um, as the air comes through, it will be cleansed and purified of bacteria and viruses and funguses and molds and, um, and help you breathe better and help the kids in the back seat breathe better. I have a, a friend who always, every time she had a baby, she would put the baby in the back seat in the car seat, and then she loved to drive with the windows open, and she'd have the windows open and, and, you know, in the front. And this poor baby in the back was getting, like, air coming at them at 90 miles an hour filled with all kinds of stuff, but she couldn't feel it, so it was okay. And this poor baby was constantly on sinus medicine and, and antibiotics because they were being absolutely forced. All these terrible things are being forced into their body through the air because, you know, we're a me generation and, and we don't think about what's happening to the other person or the consequences of our actions most of the time. That's very American. It's also becoming very global, isn't, isn't it, the consequences of our actions. Um, we see a lot of protests going on all over the world right now. Uh, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israeli. Um, we have a, the anti-Semites who are after the Jews, and we have the pro-Palestinians who are Arab-led uh, um, and Muslim-led, uh, uh, etc. So we have the Muslim-Jew-Christian like wars that are happening all over the world. Um, it's not going to stop. If you want to know the predictions, actually, I think that where you're going to see the first nuclear proliferation is not from Israel. Israel, you know, if you're in the United States right now and you're on the Canadian border or the Mexican border or the Gulf of Mexico border or on either coast, that means you're anywhere but in the Midwest, and, and somebody starts lobbying uh, rockets at you, which they do. I mean, they, they go, you know, um, 100 yards, 500 yards, 1,000 yards with these rockets, and they, they go over the border and into your house. Would you sit back and wait for a few weeks and hope that maybe with a few words that they would just stop doing this? Or would you, after, you know, Israel waited till there were more than 700 rockets shot off <laughs> during this truce, and they said, stop it, or we're coming after you, and, and they didn't. And even now that they're surrounding Gaza City, um, Hamas has still, still managed to get out 40 more rockets today. And what the Palestinians and the Egypt, Egyptians are saying is, look, they killed so many of our people and only five of them are, have died. Well, they didn't start it. 
and <laughs> I would hope that if somebody was throwing rockets at me from Canada or Mexico and we went after them, that fewer of us would die than them because they shouldn't be doing this in the first place. And and it becomes this whole judgment thing. Um, but you're going to see some of the first nuclear stuff happen, not from Israel, uh, but probably from Iran, through Palestine, uh, through the Palestinians, not through the people themselves, but through the Hamas government, which is um, which is terrorist-driven and um and Muslim oriented and you'll, you'll, you're going to see this either there or in Pakistan, India on that border um, and it's not going to be hurt. it's not going to be like dropped from a plane and ignited the way the two bombs were in Nagasaki and Hiroshima but but there <laughs> there will be devastation and, and then it's going to hit the air and it's going to hit the water and uh, it's going to be a trigger it's not going to be the end of the world yet and it's not ever going to be the end of the world because Mother Nature is just way too strong for our our foolishness. Um, but you're going to see those kinds of things happening, and it, and it is going to also affect the weather when you have uh, wars that go on like this, and then and we start using uh, nuclear power and, and chemicals. It will go into the atmosphere because we are a, a continuous cycle and circle uh, of uh, change. And um, everybody voted for change, so we're going to see change, okay? Uh, and we're going to see change in ways that we've never even imagined. Uh, and it won't be that you're getting your, you are going to get your $500 check if you're a working person. Well, good luck. I got $500 today. It was gone in less than an hour because of a bill that was more than $500. So I met, does the bill pay off? No. <laughs> now what? Where's the next $500 going to come from, right? Um, anyway, uh, those things are going to happen, and, and that doesn't mean, oh, my God, I'd kill myself and shoot myself in the head like some of these people are doing. Or certainly don't go out and hurt your kids or your spouse or your, your playmates or your significant others or whatever. What you need to do is just buckle down and um, uh, start looking at priorities and stop using your charge cards. Uh, Start if you're going to buy anything this year. Don't buy a, uh, an 80-inch TV or a brand new Lincoln. Um, get something that's going to keep your water clean. Buy solar panels to get off the electricity, so that you know when the power is cut, whether that's by your local authorities or someone else, that you still have power, so that you can still live, breathe, and, and drink water and um, and have food. Those are the priorities, and that you that you have space enough or have created uh, a creative space enough for uh, your friends and family to come to you because you knew how to do it and they didn't. Um, or that you pull together, you know, five or six or ten people and you you make one building or you build a building that all of you could go to if you had to during disastrous hurricanes or, or storms or, um, or war or famine or pestilence or floods or whatever it happens, that you have a building, not a community center that holds 9,000 is run by the government, but a community center that is community centered, that's your neighborhood. You know, you live on a cul-de-sac with 12 houses, then figure out how you can build something or use one house and you all contribute to it and make it an LLC partnership, limited liability, and and make that place the one that has the good water and the electricity and, and things like that so that you can go there if you need to and without question. Um, <laughs> in our present uh, uh, litigating society, it's probably difficult for people to imagine, but we're going to have to start doing some of these creative community things. And that's how you're going to survive a lot of these these things that are going to happen, because they are getting a little more wicked, and, uh, and the weak will fall, and the strong will fall hardest, um, because they think that they know it all, and, and they're not coming always from the right place. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> 
I think that's about it for today. I'm on about a half an hour. Uh, I still haven't got, I'm struggling with the website stuff because it costs money to do this automatic, you know, if you go to the website and you click on this and you pay by PayPal, then you're, then the course is downloaded to you and um, the, the audio is downloaded to you and you get the PDF pages and you take the course and you do all that stuff. Well, just to have that all automated so I don't have to take care of it is money per month. And I have a free 30-day trial, but I don't want to try it until I'm totally ready because once that 30 days is up, I either have to be ready or I'm out. Um, so we're, we're struggling with that. And because everybody's out of town, it just makes it a little harder. So bear with me. You know, uh, none of this is – I don't get paid for any of this. So <laughs> this is almost volunteer work at this point. So um, – uh, there are donation buttons on the website, though. If you want to help this podcast and this business and this world continue to keep getting this information, then go to earthwalk-usa.com, hit the PayPal button for a donation, and um, now that'll help. You know, you never know. Some of you are better off than others. Um, <clears throat> anyway, get the books, pass the word. Uh, keep listening. I'm here. I'll be here. And uh, we have a lot more to talk about in the next few days. I'll be back. This is Rainy G. Thanks for listening. <laughs>